Hey there. Have you ever thought about having your very own business or services talked about right here on the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast? Well, it is your lucky day, my friends. I am officially opening up opportunities to be a sponsor to have your very own 30 or 60 second ad right here within the show. To learn more about how you can partner with me as a podcast sponsor, or maybe even through Instagram, Facebook, or email marketing, visit coachkaya.com forward slash partner to learn more. I would love to work with you. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Today, we have a very exciting guest, and I've been looking forward to this conversation all week. Jenny Roth is an email copywriter for creative CEOs and coaches like yours truly. She specializes in joyful, strategic copy that generates leads and welcomes your clients with open arms. Her mission is uncovering words that will resonate most with your clients so you can have higher converting, fun-to-read copy without spending hours upon hours at your keyboard to make it happen. Jenny started her copywriting business back in 2014, working very part-time when her three daughters were small to going full-time now that her kids are all in school. When she isn't writing, you can find her hanging out with her husband and three daughters in beautiful, windy South Dakota, where they love to camp, swim in the Missouri River, raise chickens, and ride bikes. Without further ado, let's dive on in. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now let's get climbing. Welcome to the show, Jenny. Thank you, Kaya. I am so excited to be here and to visit with you. Likewise. I'm so excited because we're new friends. We got connected through our mutual friend, Emily Rushell. And I have been really looking forward to jumping into this conversation with you because I know we have a lot of listeners that fall into that category of being creative CEOs, coaches, entrepreneurs. And I know a lot of us, I say us because I am one of those people, struggle with the copywriting world. But before we jump into the goodness there, I'd love to just learn a little bit more about you and your story and what kind of brought you to where you're at currently in your business. Oh, awesome. Yeah, thank you. So like you read in the intro, I've been a copywriter for a long time. So I started out, got married really young, had three little kids really young, wasn't so deep into my career that I felt like I would be sad if I left it. And so we had these little girls and I decided I'm going to stay at home with them and just try my hand at that. And while I was doing that, I kind of noticed when I had pockets in my day um, you know, you find you're scrolling Facebook and you're cleaning your house. And I kind of was like, okay, Jenny, you need to find something that you can do while still being here with, the, with your girls. And that also um, makes a difference for others and fills you up. And, and I'm like, what can this be? So I literally like, I made a list because I, I wrote down everything that I like to do and that could maybe help others. Making money wasn't huge on the list. I had a girl in dance and I remember thinking, oh, if I could just make $200 a month maybe to pay for dance classes, that would be great. So um, writing was at the top of that list. And I, I've always liked to write. I was the person in college who was like, 
yeah, I'll write your paper for like $50 and like a six pack <laughs> of beer or whatever, you know? Um, so exactly. I've, I've always loved writing. Um, it's come, it comes kind of easy to me. I enjoy it. So I've, I started there. I started um, reaching out to local magazines in my area. One agreed to let me write for them, even though I had no idea what I was doing. And I slowly moved my way up to editor of that magazine. And people were reaching out to me like, hey, I hear you write. I have this website. I don't want to do that. Or I have this blog, but I, I never have the time for that. Can you do that? And I knew enough to be dangerous. And I would say yes. And that slowly showed me like, whoa, there's this whole world where I can write for business owners. And that was my favorite part of the magazine was like, going to a business that I walked by like a million times down the street, right? And never knowing the incredible story behind the business, the owner, the things they've gone through, like all these details. I'm like, people have to know this stuff, right? And we'd write about it in the magazine and they'd get like an influx to their business when people knew more about them and what they did, right? So that's really naturally transitioned into copywriting. And that's what I do full-time now uh, as a copywriter, mostly email marketing and websites. So yeah, that's the long-winded version. I love that because, I mean, I'm just fascinated with people's stories too. I mean, it sounds like you are as well in what you do with your work. But I love that what started this, like the seed that planted it was you were at a phase in your life where you had pockets of your day that you wanted to explore something. And I love that little seed because I just think hearing stories like yours can be so inspiring for people that might be listening, thinking, well, I think it'd be cool to do something, to have a business, to find a way to support people. And sometimes that journey starts by just asking, what do I have time for right now in this season? And what sounds fun and exciting to me? And look at how it's expanded and grown for you in such a beautiful way. Yeah. Oh my gosh, for sure. And I think when you kind of approach things like that and that like, well, let's see where this goes and you don't have a ton of pressure on yourself like, oh, this has to make it or I can't fail. People can't watch me fail. I really just jumped in like, I like writing. I can do it from home. Let's see where this goes. And I would literally write one magazine article a month for like $200 Mm -hmm. to like growing my education as a copywriter and growing work with clients over the years, right? Over a course of like six plus years to saying, okay, now I can be like the breadwinner of our house. Now I can, you Mm -hmm. know, reach that six figures and beyond all these things. And I, I didn't go into that with that goal, but it's just incredible what can happen if you just kind of start and see where it leads. So yeah, yeah like lean into that curiosity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cool to, to hear that, you know, you're not charging $50 in a six pack anymore, but now you're <laughs> the six figure entrepreneur. I love it so much. You've grown up. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. It sounds like as a writer, your niche has kind of evolved and it sounds like you've kind of honed in who you work with now. I know that you said you specialize in working with creative CEOs and coaches. Why that demographic? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question. Because I think niching is like this thing where we spin out in it. And maybe some of your listeners can relate. Like you see all this stuff, like you got a niche, you got to get that target audience more specific. And for me, and that's true. So like in my work as a copywriter, obviously, if you say, if you're more specific in who you help, it's easier to write to that person and speak to them. However, I will say that like, Coming into your niche, for me, the only way I've found it to happen is to just, again, here's the theme, right? Is to just start, right? Say yes to a lot of things. Yeah. Um, see, see what you like, right? So as a writer, for me, I love writing for coaches, specifically like creatives, like photographers, designers who are adding that like education branch to their business, the coaching, the masterminds, the group programs, stuff like that. 
um, because it's it's interesting to me. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. fun for me to do. And I wouldn't know that unless I just did it. So finding your niche, like, yeah, it's important and it's helpful and it and it helps you kind of find your path and who you're helping and what you're doing and, and articulating that more easily. But also be patient with yourself if you don't know it yet, because I find it does take some digging. It's more than like, fill out this worksheet and you will know your niche. For me, it's mm-hmm. more, it's been more like, try things, say yes, follow what feels good and what you like and what lights you up. And it's kind of a more of a windy path, you know? Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's so freeing to hear that for some Mm -hmm. people that feel that pressure of like, I need to niche down, I need to niche down. But it's almost like maybe part of the journey is exploring just what your your niche isn't. You know what I mean? Like peeling back the layers and being like, okay, tried that. Not my favorite. Didn't didn't bring me joy. We'll remove that from the options moving forward. So I love that. Like giving yourself permission to just kind of explore and try things out. Within this demographic specifically, with the coaches, with the creatives, what do you find are some of their common pain points when it comes to copywriting? So one thing I hear a lot, especially if you have like a mastermind, a group coaching program is like, I know people will say to me, I know what I do is so good. And when I get clients in there, they have these incredible results and like they love the program and I have these great testimonials, but it's the like articulating what I do in a way that like Mm. gets the new people in. That's hard for me because, you know, people will say, I do so many things or my clients come from so many walks of life or they get so many different results and transformations working with me. It's hard for me to just pick one, right? And to just Mm -hmm. run with that, right? Like run with one (laughs) offer promise, right? Run with one program promise and, and things like that. So I hear that struggle a lot and we can talk about what to do about that too. But I'd say that is probably the main one, just knowing you have this thing, this heart to help people. And once you get people in there, it's like, oh yes. But, you know, having the the messaging that really backs up what you do, I think is something I hear a lot, especially from coaches. Oh, I feel that so, so deeply in my bones as a coach. So yes, I will echo that I have absolutely been there. So when it comes to that struggle, that ability to be like, I have this program, I know it's awesome. I serve all these different people. How do I write copy that resonates? How do I write copy that actually has them come into my fold and become a paid client? Yeah, there's so many, so many tips. I wrote down a bunch that I could give to you. So, um, okay. So first thing first, I think it's really important to just note this as well. So like you're always writing for your clients, right? You're always writing your copy with your reader in mind. We've all heard that. However, I really truly believe that the copy that you write for your business has to first serve you as a business Mm. owner. Like, what do you care about? Like, what would you spend time writing about and talking about over and over again till you're literally like bored hearing yourself talk about it? So like start there, right? Like, what are you talking about? What do you stand for? What would you get into a boxing ring to defend? Like, what are your beliefs? Start there. And that really Mm. comes from just like writing like journaling, writing things out without editing yourself, right? We all have like the Mm -hmm. writer, the creative writer on our shoulder and like the editor with the red pen on our shoulder. And so in my writing practice and what I recommend to clients is to take time. It sounds cheesy, but literally like date your offer, your signature offer and spend time just like writing about it. Like, what do you love about it? Um, What went well with a client this week? What did you learn? What do you want to add? And just always kind of come back to that being offer focused in your writing, right? Like always think about not what you do. Like I'm a coach. 
but come back to that offer and spending a lot of time just writing about it, writing about it. And you can go back and edit it later and make your hook more compelling and all that stuff, but you can't edit a blank page, right? So Mm -hmm. I think the first piece of advice would be to start there and give yourself the time. (laughs) You know, a lot of things you see online are like, write 50 pieces of content in a half hour. And I just, I just call baloney on that. Like it's impossible. It takes time. (laughs) It takes a lot of time to write content. And then it takes another block of time to come back in and edit it and and polish it all up. So Mm -hmm. I think start there. Yeah, it's for your clients, but it has to be something you care enough about that you want to spend time talking about it a lot. So think about all of those things. Another thing is if you are trying to think of like an offer promise and you're like, I have a lot of different clients in this group coaching program, a lot of different walks of life. I don't know what, what to promise here. They get a lot of different results. All are great. I can't put my stake in the ground on one. Um, one trick we have in the copywriting world to find that is we call it the million dollar bet. <laughs> so if you had to make a million dollar bet, like if you would say, I bet a million dollars that like most of my clients would get this result, what would that be? It forces you to go bigger, but like, and also stay within the bounds, like you're betting a million dollars on it. So think about your offer and make that million dollar bet with yourself. Like I'd put a million dollars down that most of my clients walk away with this. And that's a really kind of a natural way to lead into your offer promise and and articulate what people, the results people get working with you. Ooh, I have, my brain is now spinning. That's such a good question. (laughs) So the two things that I heard, the first one is write about your offer because you can't edit a blank page. I love that. You cannot edit a blank page because I think there's so many people when it comes to writing content that become paralyzed and can't even start, can't even write the first sentence, are just like overwhelmed with the emptiness of a blank page that it becomes overwhelming and they just Mm -hmm. stop altogether. And so I think giving themselves permission to just write without, without that editor on your shoulder is so cool. And the million dollar bet as a way to focus in. Ooh, I'm going to be stewing on that for the rest of the day, Jenny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, and you know the thing about just writing too. Going back to that is like, I think people get stalled out because you think like it's got to be good. Oh my gosh, it's got to make me a sale. Like it's got to. Oh, you know, everyone's going to see it. My best friend from college is going to see what I put. I can't sound silly, but like the reality is like. I will look back on things I wrote even six months ago on my Instagram page or wherever and kind of cringe like, oh, you know. And so I just recently read a book, this actress, Gina Davis, said like every time she'd watch a scene from a movie she did, she'd always be like, oh, I would have done that differently. And to and like just kind of have this like block over it. But then she was like, no, I did the best I could at the time. Right. So just Mm -hmm. do the best you can at the time. You can change your mind later. You can go back and read it and cringe, whatever. No one cares but you, I promise. Like, um, it's just, you just have to start and let yourself do that. Yeah. Mm, I love that. I love that. You know, you had talked earlier about how you called baloney on the programs that claim that you can write 50 (laughs) pieces of content in a half an hour. Man, I wish, I wish it were that easy, truly. But Mm -hmm. I know that for a lot of entrepreneurs who, let's be honest, a lot of entrepreneurs, that's just one of the hats that they wear, right? Maybe they're, parents, wives, partners, caretakers, maybe they have another full-time job as well. And I know that one of the things that a lot of people struggle with is having the time or maybe a better way to phrase that is making the time to create good copy. Do you have any tips for those entrepreneurs for making quality copy that resonates with their audience with limited resource of time? 
Yes, I do. Because that is me too. I'm a mom. I get all of the things. So the first thing is like once you're super clear on the promise of your offer and the target audience and like all these other things we can talk about too, like do you have a guarantee? Are you removing risk? Why this offer? Why right now for your client? Once you get really clear on like the cor- those cornerstones of your messaging, then I think it just comes down to where you put it. So then you can go on to Pinterest or Instagram and find like a sales page template or a social media prompts and all those things. And you'll know when you get to the fill in the blank, like fill in your target audience here, you'll know that stuff, right? So yeah. I think first step is like that foundational work of your offer, which does take time. But I always say like little by little, a little adds up to a lot too. So do you have 10 minutes a day to spend on it? Do it. Like after a couple of weeks, it'll be done. And also to just like be realistic about what you need to do as far as copying content. I think a lot of us are out here creating a ton of stuff when really you could maybe like however you like to make content, podcasting, YouTube, blog posts, like really you could do that and then repurpose that to email, social, put it on, like repurpose it. So you're likely doing more than you have to do. And also it helps me when I'm short on time to have different buckets of time, like one bucket of time during the week is to plan my content ideas, right? That's different brain power than writing it. So maybe mm-hmm. like on Monday, plan your content ideas. Tuesday, you write it or outline it. You know what I mean? Wednesday, you just let yourself write it without the editor. Thursday, you polish it up with the editor voice and make it, you know, good. So separating your time that way so you're not like all over trying to do all these things at once, I think could be another helpful tip too. I feel like I needed this conversation today, Jenny, because <laughs> I am called out by so many of the things you're mentioning. And I know these things about me, but I needed the reminder. For example, the fact that so many of us entrepreneurs are creating probably more content than necessary. Because I have every intention of being good at repurposing content, and I'm not always the best at it. And I also, when we were chatting before we started recording this, that I admire your ability to batch work. And that's kind of what you're describing when you say like Mm -hmm. your buckets of time, because we do lose so much productivity in the in-between of shifting tasks. And I know that I am wasting quality time by doing that instead of saying like, today I'm in the creative headspace of brain dumping and like idea vision casting. Like let's just embrace that today and let the next three, four hours of my day be all about that. And tomorrow we can get into the editing. So I think that batch working is such a effective strategy. I talk about wanting to do it more than I actually do do it, but one of my intentions for 2023 is really being more intentional. And I think the way I like to think about it is almost like honoring my creative energy that I have for the day and really honing that on the tasks that make sense for where I'm at headspace or creatively. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I, I so hear that. And one thing, I've, I'm new to batch working, so I totally hear what you're saying. And one thing... I, I'm notorious for being like, I have two hours. I'm going to write four blog posts, five emails. <laughs> I'm going to record four reels in two hours. And it's just like batching is, I'm no product. I am not a productivity specialist by any means, but it's forced me to realize how long things take and to be okay with doing what I can in the time that I have and like knowing that it's enough. Right. So yeah, I totally hear all of those things that you're saying. Let me know if any of this sounds familiar. You want to start a garden this year, but you're overwhelmed because you don't know where to start. You know there are specific soil requirements, planning times, and so many other things that leave you feeling lost. You've thought about starting your own garden a thousand times, but the fear of messing up just holds you back. 
or maybe you even tried to start your own garden at one point, but let's just say it was a train wreck and did not go well. Well, friends, my dear friend, Allie Kelly's Gardening 101 course will help you with all of that. In her course, you'll work through four modules that will walk you through designing a custom garden for your area, detail out what to plant and when, and give you everything you need to know about growing productive and healthy plants. And she'll even teach you how to harvest and store what you grow. You'll also get course worksheets, photo examples, and bonuses to further ensure your success. If this is the year that you finally go for it and plant the garden, do yourself a favor and sign up for Allie's Gardening 101 course. Linked below in the show notes. Coming back to kind of like the idea of creative energy. I, for myself, I feel like I go through, and I think this is just like a human thing. Like I go through cycles of creativity where I can have a day or maybe even a week where I just, I am so full of ideas. Like I am just churning out the content. And then the next week there's nothing, like nothing going on up there. We come up short on what the heck do I even write about? What what should I even share on social media today in my email marketing? Do you have any tips for what to do when we don't know what to say or how we can find more inspiration for content? Oh gosh, for sure. So a few things. One that comes to mind is when I did homeschool with my daughters, when we were teaching kids how to write, Julie Bogart, she does Brave Writer. Um, She's an incredible writing teacher. Always called it free writing, which basically we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but it's basically like set a timer for five or 10 minutes and just write about your offer write about your client, write about, you know, that business centered thing you want to talk about and and write it as if it's like you're 12 years old and you're writing in your diary and no one's ever going to read it. Like when I do this, I literally don't stop for spelling. My, my handwriting is super messy and just write again, because it goes back to that idea of like, you can't edit a blank page. So once you get that main idea out, you can go back um, and piece it together. So another tip would be a huge part of like the copywriting world and what we do as copywriters is client voice. So go back into your testimonials, right? Your discovery calls, do surveys. I send out surveys all the time to gather market research for my own business. And I do it for my copywriting clients too. And ask those questions like, Hey, why did you choose me? What were you struggling with when you, when you chose me? Um, What other options did you try? (laughs) Why did you choose my offer now? Like why out of all the things you've accomplished, achieved and want to do next? Why me? Why now? Right? Like asking these questions and really kind of almost letting your audience or your clients do that work for you. Right? Because once you know the question on people's minds, you can come in and address it. People who are specialized in SEO will tell you to like do like a Google SEO thing and search up like the top asked questions in your niche and answer them. I think those are are absolutely great tips. You know, one of the other things that I feel like personally I have struggled with in the past, and I'm curious if maybe some of the people you've worked with can relate to this is, especially when it comes to creating content for an offer during a launch or something. If people struggle with copy feeling too salesy or not wanting their copy to feel salesy, but still resonate and convert, what would you say? Any thoughts or insights on writing copy that resonates without feeling too salesy in an icky way, if that makes sense? Yeah, no, it makes total sense. I think we all do this. We kind of have our writing voice that we use when we're just like three tips when we're on like Instagram making an educational post. We're like really, you know, maybe when you do writing like that and there's no pressure for the sale, you come in just 
really bubbly and fun and no pressure, like just being yourself, you're, you're writing how you speak. And then when it's launch time, we like put on this hat, right? We're like, okay, business suit time, must make sales. And you're like <laughs> checking your email open rates today. And you just kind of become like this different version of yourself. And mm-hmm. it's really normal, right? So just know that it's like so normal to do that. And also when you're writing from a place of, oh my gosh, this email has got to make me money or else, know that this sounds so woo, but I feel like when you write from that energy, it's not (laughs) fun for you. And the people reading it can maybe, it's not as fun for them either, right? You, Everyone knows when you read a really good piece of writing and you, you can tell when the author is having fun creating it for you, right? You can just feel it on the page and in their tone and in the way it flows and, and all of these things. And so when you're writing something for like a launch where it is like sales time, again, it kind of goes back to doing that pre-launch work, right? Did you do market research for your target audience to really understand like that question again, a really good question. Think about it in any launch, really like we talk about creating urgency and I think a lot of people like what you're saying, then you feel like you have to put a deadline timer on it mm-hmm. and like doors yeah. closing, one, one spot open. Instead of that, like go back and ask yourself the question, like why does my client need this offer right now? Your clients are on a journey. They've tried things before you and they're going to try things after your offer. So what have they achieved in the past? What are they struggling with now? Why does your offer solve this next step? Like why now before they get to the next step? So think about that. There's just ways you can like create urgency, which is like a good thing to do in a sale or or in a launch. Mm -hmm. You can do it in different ways versus like putting a timer on it. And so, yeah, so going back and making sure you're doing that pre-work of the market research, really having a good offer promise that you feel like is specific and, and bold and that your clients want. Some other things you can do in your launch copy, I always recommend like removing the risk as much as possible for your clients. Anytime you invest in in anything, whether it's $100 or whatever, $3,000, it's a risk for your clients, right? So Mm -hmm. how does your offer remove that risk? Like make a guarantee and name it, right? The copywriting that works guarantee. And maybe that's Mm -hmm. money back. Maybe that's they have the chance to leave if they come to the first call and are like, whoops, joined the wrong mastermind. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Just like things like that. So gosh, there's so many, so many things. And just don't be afraid to, I think sometimes we get objections and questions from our audience and it scares us like, oh, they think my offer is too expensive. Pricing keeps coming up. Instead of shying away from that, like empathize. They're like, yeah, like I remember spending this much on my something similar. I know mm-hmm. why it's scary. You know what I mean? Like lean into yeah. it and don't be mm-hmm. afraid to address objections and questions instead of hide from it. And I always think too during the launch, when I write launch emails, I always want to include that get in touch with me email just simply like, a link to your calendar, a link to your DM. So people feel like they can get on the phone with you and talk to you yeah. personally about it. So yeah, we could go on about launch tips. I think I'm <laughs> long-winded again, but. No, I love it. I am here for all of these insights. These are so, so helpful. And I, I love that you brought up the energy in which you write because I've been getting more woo by the second, Jenny. <laughs> so like, I'm here for the woo, <laughs> but I think it makes a huge difference. And it does come through with your writing and just the energy that you bring into a, a launch period, whether it is in the writing of your copy, whether it's in, if you're hosting like a workshop as part of the launch phase, people can tell if you are operating from a place of scarcity or a place of fear or a 
a place of stress and anxiety. And if we can make launching more fun, I think that we're going to attract more people in that. And I've gone through many launches that were not fun. And I'll I'll actually confess that I haven't launched in a while because I had so much burnout from launching. And I think what I promised myself was the next time I launch my offer, I'm committed to making it a fun process. And also like using it as an experience to see like, what if I brought more joy to that launch personally, like focus on my own joy as part of that launch and see what a difference it's going to make with the people that I'm talking to. Cause I, I have a feeling it's going to be a game changer. Oh my gosh, for sure. I love, I love that. Like there's so many ways to launch, right? So I'll tell clients, you know, people will come to me like, oh, but I have to do a webinar. And it's like, if you don't want to do a webinar, oh my gosh, like you have to be excited about it first for other people to get excited about. Like what you're naturally excited about and care about enough to talk about it and and do a launch that way, that is what will shine through, right? So exactly, like picking a launch strategy that that benefits you and plays to your strengths, I think is huge. There's a million ways to launch. And also just kind of like, I feel like every launch is like an experiment, right? So it's kind of like, we, we don't have control of the outcomes. I coach cross-country kids <laughs> running. And it's like these, these kids like always try to get this like certain time in their race. Like I want to break 18 minutes. It's like we, you don't have control over whether people buy from you now or not. You really have no control. But like what – same like you don't have control if you hit your time goal on a run. But what you do have control over is like doing the best you can in your messaging, right? Putting all your effort into – knowing your offer and your client and and addressing those objections and answering questions and launching in a way that feels good to you and providing excellent customer service in that launch, having your sales copy and messaging down pat. Like we talked about, you can control all those things and like the cards will fall where they may, you know, after that. And then you can only learn and adjust from there. I love that. You know, maybe there's someone listening to this that is a coach or an entrepreneur or creative, and they're thinking like, oh my gosh, I I have a launch coming up or I'd like to do a launch coming up. And even just talking about these different pieces or creating an email mm-hmm. sequence is stressing them out. Maybe someone's listening and is like, I want to have good copy, but I don't enjoy writing or it feels like a lot to manage. I know that one of the things you do is you support coaches and creatives as their copywriter. And I'm curious for those that are listening, at what point do you think that it makes sense for someone to outsource that? To say, you know what? I struggle with copywriting. I don't enjoy copywriting. I have a lot of other stuff going on. Maybe this launch, it's time for me to bring in a professional like Jenny to help support me. How how would you tell someone to kind of decipher when it's time to do the outsourcing? Is there a right time to outsource? I think it can be different for everyone. Usually when I want to work with a client and know that I can help get them results as a copywriter, kind of look for a few things. One, do they have an established brand somewhere, whether that's Instagram, podcast, YouTube, right? Like they have this audience, right? Because a launch, you know, you open doors for a launch, but really a lot of that starts at pre-launch, right? Like, are you, you know what I mean? Like all the content you're putting out before that launch. So if you're doing that consistently, I think that's a good sign that a copywriter could come in and support you. Even myself, when I like want to put out a new offer, I will get like a copywriter or a copywriter coach to help me see things that I can't see. Like it's kind of like copywriter will write for you, but they're also someone who can come in and like ask you the right questions to kind of dig out some of this sales angles 
help you see things, you know, so that you can really see the value in your offer and articulate it and feel confident like, yeah, this is a good offer. Promise. Let's go. So that's like a huge benefit of hiring a copywriter is someone to give you like all those messaging pieces that you need for a launch, like to make sure you're, you know, hitting on all the different sales objections and questions and all these things. Copywriters like we're trained in coming and being like, yep, we got all the points for, for a launch email sequence in here. We're good. You know? So if you want help with that, I think it would be a good time. And I also think the majority of copywriters work with someone after they've launched something, maybe at least once or twice on their own so that there's like data to collect. Um, And if they haven't launched it on their own, maybe like it's a group program, but they've done it one-on-one for a long time so that they can really talk to your past clients and help you gather that market research on your behalf. So I think those are a few things, especially too, if you're feeling just a little bit unsure of like where you, you fit in your niche and in your industry. Like if you feel like I sound like everybody else, I know what I do is different, but I can't like quite get that out that offer promise, that language that resonates with the target audience. I'm not, I'm booking things, but maybe like not exactly the best fit clients. Like I think it's somebody else that I'm trying to talk to, but I'm missing that person. So those are all kinds of things a copywriter can help with for sure. So helpful. You know, I think one thing that's really cool that you shared is that even as a copywriter, sometimes you still need a copywriter, you still need a coach. Mm -hmm. Just like I talk all the time about how coaches need coaches. Therapists need therapists. Copywriters need copywriters. And I think just having someone to kind of stand there and hold a mirror and show you those blind spots that you just don't know that you're missing, I think is is so, so valuable. And I think the other thing that's really cool is, you know, you mentioned earlier thinking about launches as an experiment. And if you're a new entrepreneur and maybe you're getting ready for your first launch ever or your your next launch, give yourself permission to like let it be a little bit messy and not let it be perfect. It doesn't have to be a $100,000 launch. It doesn't have to be something huge and grand, but you are gaining so many insights through that process. It's just going to help you kind of like hone that craft moving forward. And maybe, maybe you're at a point where this is the year you find a, you find a Jenny or you find Jenny herself to help support you in, in really crafting and honing that offer. I want to back up real quick. You know, you Mm -hmm. talked about how a launch is one thing, but a launch is kind of like the last part of the race to the finish line. So much of copywriting and content creation is that pre-launch runway or the piece mm-hmm. where you're kind of fostering that relationship with your clients, with your email subscribers, with your social media followers. Do you have any, I guess, rules of thumb or tips for business owners when it comes to creating consistent content? How often should they pre- be creating content? How should they be serving that content? Is there is there like a, you know, send one email a week, send one email a month? Is there any insights you have to share with us there? Yeah, I know. I think about this question a lot. And I people ask me this a lot for email because I write a lot of emails. Like, should I write to my list once a week, twice a week, every other week enough? You know, like all these things, right? Like how often? I mean, I kind of subscribe to the Well, first of all, I think it has to serve you, right? So if like putting out one piece of content a week is just like not happening for you, like a blog, a podcast, go back to every other week or start with once a month, like just do what you can and do not think it's less than or not enough. It's what you can do, right? And it's it's perfectly enough. So, you know, if you are able to create content more consistently and you have time for that, I think... I did. I definitely didn't invent this, but it's kind of that rule of like you have that one hero piece 
a week or every other week. And that can be your podcast, your blog, your YouTube channel. Maybe it's a really good Instagram post, wherever you want to show up. And then you can take out of that, create more, you know, reels, stories, and email, like all these other things. So I think that's a good place to start. That's what I do. And I have a lot of help doing that, right? So like I have a podcast, that's my hero piece. I have somebody who edits that for me and creates like a social media graphic for me. And then I have somebody and she puts it onto my website as a blog then and like all this stuff. So I have help doing that. The people you see putting out a lot of consistent content, like I would bet money on it that they have help doing that because it is it is a lot of work. If you're thinking, if you're sitting there thinking like, oh, it's a lot of work, you would be right. <laughs> it is a lot of work. Yeah, so I think most yeah. people doing that have a team. So don't compare what you're doing to like, Jenna Kutcher's team of 10 is putting out. Right. The Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yes. it's just, it's different. And what you're doing is a more than, than good enough. So I love that. And I think what I keep hearing kind of come through in your responses is let your business, let your copywriting serve you in the season that you're in. I think that that is so, so huge. And I remember too, you know, at the beginning, this is a generalization, but I would venture to guess that a lot of entrepreneurs when they start, they maybe have more time than they have money, right? So I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs that start by bootstrapping, right? Like writing, yes. doing their own copywriting, doing their own social media, doing their own editing if they have a podcast or whatever that looks like. And I think sometimes you then you get to a point where maybe you have a little bit more income than you have time. And so that's when people start outsourcing things and getting that support mm-hmm. and help. And I think just honoring where you're at in that journey as a business owner is so, so huge. And again, like what you said, not comparing what that looks like to other people, because that can get us in a rut mentally and energetically if we want to come back to energy. So I love that insight so, so much. Jenny, I love to ask everybody that's on the show because the the podcast is called Climbing and it's all about, you know, we're all climbing these mountains in this journey of life, lots of ups and lots of downs. And I'm curious for you right now in this season, as a business owner, entrepreneur, just human in general, what is a current mountain that you are climbing? I love the analogy of the mountain. So good. Okay. I'm always climbing mountains. I'm my biggest mountain. Um, (laughs) I feel, I just read a book and gosh, I forget the author's name, but she was talking about like, pay attention every day to how often you say to yourself, I can't, I shouldn't, it won't work. Oh my gosh, I I'm like mostly an upbeat person. I consider myself like pretty like I I feel pretty upbeat. I feel pretty good, but I actually paid attention to how often I'm like you can't, won't work, shouldn't. Nah, you're not ready. Oh my gosh, it was insane how how often that is. So like a huge mountain for me that I'm constantly climbing and have always been climbing is the mountain of just like everything we've been talking about today, like just start. Just put it out there. Just try it. Just do it. Like who cares? Like no, like, who? No one's watching you and waiting for you to fail. You know, just really paying attention to myself that way and giving myself permission to to do things that I think I can't do. And also, my health is a huge part of the mountain I'm climbing this year. I will sit at my desk for like six hours and like shove my food in, and then like pick up my kids from school, and then you know sit at my desk more hours. You know what I mean? Like I just in building this business, I have not like full transparency taken very good care of myself. And I, I want to have like time to eat my lunch and make coffee in the morning and enjoy my day too. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's, um, it's a mountain I'm so excited to climb actually. (laughs) I love that. I love that. (laughs) And I love that you said you're excited to climb it because man, that's going to make that 
that journey so much more joyful just having mm-hmm. that perspective towards it. Ooh, thank you so much for sharing that. And I, I love that every time I ask this question for the most part, because I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs here, is that the mountains we're climbing that are connected to business, but also everything else are such personal ones because entrepreneurship is such a mental and emotional journey and it's connected to everything else in our lives, in our health and our well-being and how we're doing mentally. And so I love that you that you shared that. Before I ask how people can connect with you in all the different ways, is there anything else that you would love to share with maybe a creative CEO or a coach that's listening to this? Any last little nuggets of wisdom or encouragement you might might want to offer that has to do with the copywriting world? I think I would say that copywriting, writing content, whatever you're writing for your business, I think it's like 80% listening to what your clients are saying. And again, going into those testimonials, intake forms, discovery calls, market research, and like 20% or like 10%, whatever the math, being super creative and a great writer. (laughs) So like all the things you need to write incredible copy for your business, they already exist in the words of your clients, right? In the, mm. in what they're saying and thinking and feeling like it's out there. So don't feel like you have to sit down and invent this uber creative, like Bob Dylan prose. Like you don't have to just, it, when in doubt, lean back into what your people are saying all the time. Do a lot of listening, a lot of market research, a lot of just surveys and polls and all those things. Excellent copy will come from there more than anywhere else, right? And when in doubt, document right? Just talk about, instead of creating something, you document, like what's working for you? What's working for this client in your program? What um, did you learn this week? What did, what breakthrough did your client have? So lean into that document and lean into what your clients are saying. And you've done like most of the work Mm, (laughs) and you can do it. (laughs) So good. So, so good. I love that. Jenny, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today and just your heart. I I can tell that you have such a deep, deep passion for the work that you do. And I appreciate you taking the time to join us and share with my listeners. Yes. For those that want to connect with you, learn from you, and maybe find more about your services, how can they find you out in the world? Of course. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Kaya. This has been great. Um, so my website is just JennyRothCopywriting.com and that's where I'm at on Instagram is at JennyRothCopywriting. And I'll leave a link um, I'll give to Kaya to put for listeners. I have a free thing that is like questions you can ask if you're gathering those client testimonials, like questions I'd ask as your copywriter and questions you can ask in those surveys in that market research. If you're like, oh, cool, like market research, got it. What do I ask? Right. So I have a template that gives you all kinds of questions you can ask an email like how to ask, right? Like how to ask people for their time in this way. Um, so we can leave a link to that too if if that's helpful to you. Perfect. We will have that linked down in the show notes. And also I'm assuming that people are listening to this love podcast and you have one of your own, don't you? Yeah, I'm at Above the Bar <laughs> Copy Podcast and it's on Apple and Spotify. And watch for Kaya's episode coming soon. <laughs> Yay. Yes, I'm going to be hopping over and joining her in her podcast. So definitely <laughs> stay tuned for that. We have all of Jenny's information linked down in the show notes. So make sure to give her a follow, subscribe to that show to get more of her goodness. I know that she has left me with so many nuggets of wisdom I'm going to be stewing on that's going to help me, especially as I prepare for my upcoming launch. So Jenny, just thanks again so, so much for being here. And listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you right back here, same time, same place next week. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. 
If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.